It's all right, of course, continuing to deal with COVID-19. It's a reality we have to live with every day as things stand right now. To get a look specifically at what's going on in the Interior Health region, I'm pleased to welcome back to the show the Chief Medical Health Officer at the Interior Health Authority, Dr. Albert DeVilliers. Dr. DeVilliers, thank you so much for the time. Yes, no, I'm, you're welcome. All right, so I'll just start with this. Um, you know, what what are the latest uh, COVID-19 results for Interior Health? Do you have the, the latest data here today? So I think we're up to about 730, 35 cases, more or less. It is, it is higher than it, it used to be. We are getting a little bit of a surge after the Thanksgiving long weekend. So hopefully we can do what we need to do to, to get it down again. Yeah, so since the last time we spoke, and that was on October the 5th here, so, uh, you know, earlier this month, active case counts since then have more than quadrupled in the Interior Health Authority. I mean, how concerned are you to see that huge jump? I know it's maybe still not as bad as what we're seeing in other jurisdictions, such as, of course, the, the Fraser Valley area, but uh, still got to be some concern with our, our rise that we've seen here recently. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, some of it is connected to the, the cases in Fraser as well, with people coming from the lower mainland and coming to visit here and then having close connections with, with, with our people specifically in the, in the central Okanagan and then spreading the disease that way. But I, I agree. I mean, it is it is cause for, for, for some concern. Um, we've seen mostly clusters. We've seen some small outbreaks as well, but it's mostly clusters within family or in small groups. Which is which is a bad thing, but I mean it's a good thing that it's not spreading wildly in the community. Yet, but definitely, I mean it looks like the numbers have gone up, and like I said, it looks like it. Some of it will potentially connected to some larger gatherings that people attended over the Thanksgiving long weekend, and it seems like we are having some of the consequences now, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and one of the things that came out of yesterday's newser with Dr. Henry was uh, the, the most recent death that we saw, and it was a bit of a sobering reminder, I thought, too, when we're talking about a woman in her 80s, of course, more susceptible to uh, serious outcomes of COVID-19, but she attended a very small birthday party uh, with her private family, and yet still ended up uh, coming away with COVID-19. COVID-19 and then ultimately succumbing to the virus. I guess, is this a, a kind of a, a reminder for people out there that, okay, you know, we have the rules in place for gatherings. We know when we're having indoor gatherings at our private homes, it's supposed to be with our immediate family plus our safe six. So a very small group that we're talking about here, but at the same point in time, there's obviously still a huge risk in those types, types of situations. There's definitely still a risk. So I think the big thing I want to warn against at this time is people getting complacent. Because I know in the beginning, in the spring and in the summer, people were all very vigilant. But now people are getting tired and fatigued with all the same messaging. But unfortunately, we need to give the same messaging again. I mean, if you do go into somebody's house, even if it's somebody you know really well, still try to keep your six feet distance. I mean, that's the... That's been the message over and over because we don't necessarily know whether that person has, has got disease because we know as well from the from all the information we've gathered that you can be spreading the disease just before you've got symptoms as well. I mean, obviously it spreads better with, with symptoms, with sneezing and coughing, but you can still spread it before. So if you go into somebody's house, still make sure you keep your distance. If you cannot keep your distance, then put on a mask, although it feels really uncomfortable and it's not the ideal thing for you necessarily to do because you don't necessarily like it, I think you're going to like it less. Like you said, if you do make somebody that's vulnerable sick and they might have some consequences. 
One of the things that happened here in Kamloops this week, our mayor announced that uh, there is an expectation now for people who enter city facilities that they will have a mask on. I don't know if it's necessarily mandated or they're handing out fines as a result, but it is clearly stated that that is the expectation now in all municipal facilities that you have a mask on when you go in. Now, that's obviously very specific to Kamloops, but are you happy to see those types of moves being made, especially as we're starting to see surges? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I think any place where you are, where you cannot keep your keep your distance and that you're always people that you don't necessarily know well or that's not in your safe six or in your close family, then it's probably a, a, a good idea to put on a mask to make sure we do not spread to each other. Yesterday during the briefing as well, uh, Dr. Henry did kind of hint at the possibility that there could be some regional specific regulations that come into play. Obviously, speaking specifically to what's going on in the Fraser Health region with the, you know, uh, spikes that are happening there that are really disproportionate to the rest of the province. Would you support a kind of a, a regional type of enforcement here? I think most people in interior health would be saying, yes, that's a positive because we're not in the same situation that they are in the Fraser Health region. But that can make things a little bit murky when it comes to the rules. So I'm just, you know, are you in favor of seeing maybe regional restrictions if that move were to be uh, prudent, I suppose? Yeah, I think I think we are as in, in, in general. I mean, just to clarify that, my understanding is that they'll still be the basic rules. So the basic rules that comes out from Dr. Henry's office will cover the whole province. If we want to do something that is over and above that, and technically, we have done some. We've closed down some specific facilities over the over the summer where people didn't follow the rules. So we can do orders and we can do recommendations and rules that are over and above the provincial ones. It's not that we can override the provincial ones and say, "Oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do this at all. We're not gonna do that at all." It's it's more to kind of add to what Dr. Andrew said and to and to strengthen it. You talked a little bit about. Thanksgiving and obviously the Thanksgiving long weekend and how that has had an impact on the numbers that we're recently seeing. Of course, the incubation period, right, takes a a little bit of time for complete knowledge about how the virus reacted over things like a long weekend over a holiday. Of course, tomorrow is Halloween. What is your message out there to people who are planning to partake in some sort of Halloween celebration? We have some of the basic rules from Dr. Henry, right? Be outside, keep groups small. Those handing out candy should prepackage what they're giving out and maybe set it up at the end of the driveway to avoid contact with kids and, and they're, they're the groups that are trick-or-treating themselves. But uh, what, what sorts of messages would you have for people who live in Kamloops and in the Interior Health region who are planning to participate in some fashion in, in trick-or-treating tomorrow? I mean, the overall message, it's, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be different than this year than it's been other years. But it doesn't have to be less fun. Um, you can still go out. You can still walk with your kids in a small group. And you can still go partake in some of the, some of the fun stuff around Halloween. I mean, the, the biggest thing is that we are warning against is not to have large parties, not to get together with a bunch of friends in your house where you cannot do your physical distancing. And you're not going to wear a mask while you're eating and drinking because that's not realistic. So rather try to avoid those. So if you are planning those, maybe postpone it until until next summer. I know it's a difficult time. Or if you really have to do something virtually, but try not to not not, not to not to go into bigger groups. It is an order currently from Dr. Henry as well um, around staying with your close family and with a safe six if you if you can at all. 
and make sure it's safe for everybody and that we do not have a worse outbreak or worse clusters or more cases in about two or three weeks from now. Uh, One thing that has happened since the last time you and I did speak was we've had exposure events now at uh, at schools. They happened in in Kelowna. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on on schools in general because we've talked a little bit about it in the past and just, you know, the concern about being in those types of environments. But, you know, the the people that we're talking about, the ages of those involved for the most part, students, right, are not at a high risk of of severity when it comes to COVID-19 and their risk of spreading it, I believe, is also somewhat lower than the those in the general population. But we have seen exposure events now. I uh, think that they have been curbed, at least at this point in time. But I guess, what is your reminder to people who are in a school setting based on what we saw in Kelowna? Is there anything that can be done to kind of prevent what we saw there? Yeah, I mean, just to start off, we we were expecting we were going to see um, cases in kids in schools. It's not completely unexpected. Um, so we knew this was going to happen, and that's why there was all these plans in place. And part of the plans are to make sure the kids are in smaller cohorts. So if one kid gets sick, then you don't have to exclude the whole school. Um, if one kid gets sick, you can control it because they've got their very close circle of friends that they mix with regularly. So it's a little bit better to control. So I think between us and the schools and the Department of Education, we did put let put lots of things in, in place, and. Like you said as well, it seems like we have been able to to keep it down at, at at this point. If you think about how many schools there are and how many kids there are running around in our whole region and in Kamloops, Cologne, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of kids. And if you think about how little cases we've had, it's actually really good. I think we've done really good. And like you said as well, the the, the kids don't tend to get as sick. They don't tend to end up in hospital as much. But we also know these kids all go home and they mix with parents mm-hmm. who might have chronic diseases. They might mix with a parent who's then going to go visit a grandparent in long-term care. So we want to make sure we keep it out of the vulnerable population specifically. I'll get you out of here on this, Dr. De Villiers. But of course, you know, we're now uh, almost into November here. Uh, so flu season pretty much upon us now. Uh, I guess just final messaging for those who are on the fence about getting a flu shot and how important it is this year. It's important every year, but I think the influenza vaccine is a little bit more important this year than usual because we've got this, <clears throat> we've got the COVID pandemic happening and some of the symptoms of influenza look similar to the symptoms of influenza and COVID. So we don't want to, we don't want to cause another, another pandemic on top of this one. So, or we don't want people to get sick unnecessarily and then think they've got COVID and then they've got influenza. So if possible, connect with your healthcare provider, connect with your pharmacy, make sure you can get your vaccine and make sure you can get an appointment to actually get vaccinated. It's always important, like every year. Really appreciate the time, as always. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, You know, it's a weird time, but I'm hoping that we can continue to have semi-regular conversations because it's obviously uh, an important subject, COVID-19. As much as we are fatigued, it's important to keep it front of mind and and make sure people are not uh, getting complacent, as you mentioned. So thanks for the time today and have yourself a great weekend. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff.